0: All right, all right, everyone!
1: Time for the Get to the Point Review. Well, welcome everybody to the Get to the Point Review podcast. I am your host, Kelly McKinney of Onyip Productions.
2: And I'm your other host, Josh Gibson from Fourth Wall Players. And this
1: week, we are joined by guest Derek Kunzman, who is an actor, director of photography, and stunt performer. And he was recommended to us through our good friend Emmanuel Carter. And how are you doing today?
0: Uh, pretty fantastic. You know, it's a nice day outside, and uh, just been enjoying the being able to get some stuff done. You know, yeah. Yeah. productive today.
1: Right, and we're all in Indiana here in this in <laughs> yeah. this particular one, so we we know that we're past the spring of deception. I think. That
0: right? Is. yes. Also-
2: I <laughs> we'll have like we'll have like a June blizzard. It's week. snowing next week. Yeah, <laughs> so that would, that would
1: Now, when I first met Emmanuel Carter, um, and we're talking about another project that apparently you two have in common, Power Rangers Zenith. Mm. Yes, it was, and you were part of that. Yes. Yeah. What role did you play in that? And was that yeah. a
0: fan film? Was that? Uh, a- yeah, it was. It was a fan film. um But a funny story, how I got involved with that, I was working on a project uh, called Ezekiel's Landing with Ransom Pugh. Mm -hmm. Uh, He played the Red Ranger. And we were, I think we had finished shooting that night or we were, it was a late, it was a night shoot. I think we were getting into makeup and Ransom and and I had met on this project and he, um, he was telling me about, he something about a Power Ranger project and he's playing the Red Ranger. And, Ransom and I were like, you know, we knew each other just from the few times we had worked together on Ezekiel's Landing, and I, I took my chair, and I got, I got so in his bubble, and I was like, Ransom, I need to be in this project. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, I, I'll do anything, <laughs> and um, he uh, uh, talked to Emmanuel, and I, I got a, a message from Eman. Uh, giving me some sides for for an audition and i met up with him and uh, a few others while they were filming another film downtown Mm -hmm. indy and i did the audition there and he added tommy to the script and ended up getting to play you know the green ranger which is like green yes I,
2: (laughs) I, I, i saw the helmet set up on your uh on your story on Instagram yeah. And Facebook, yeah. He's got it right back there. Oh, it's oh there it is. I, 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 it wasn't so green in the lighting, so I didn't quite notice it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we just saw it. That is awesome. And so, Ransom, uh, Ezekiel's Landing, was that a Dan Hall project?
0: That was um, uh, James Treacle. James mm-hmm. Treacle, okay, uh, yeah. And yeah. Bobby Daly shot that. Gotcha, yeah. yeah uh, right. It was like a, a sci-fi alien um, uh, uh, Drama thriller,
1: right? Awesome. Right. Yep. Yeah. Ransom, another very talented actor. We have a lot of great yeah. talent here in Indiana. Yeah. We really do. It's amazing. Uh, and so now, when we uh, also did the guest spotlight article, which of course you all can find on the Get to the Point Review website, plug. All right. Um, we mentioned that you have Fourth Law Studios, which is interesting because if you don't recall the opening. George, uh, Josh has Josh? fourth wall known each other for 20 years. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know why. I was mixing your name with George. Just go with it. Um, yeah. So, so not fourth wall, but fourth law studios. Why don't you tell us a little bit about
0: that? Yeah, man. Um, I'll try to nutshell this as much as possible, but a friend of mine and I, uh, when we were uh, teaching parkour classes for the team we were on at Purdue, mm-hmm. um, met some super inspirational people at a jam we went to and a lot of these guys were like their skill level like they could have been professional paid athletes you know but they just wanted to do it as their hobby and then there were some that actually were you know pros getting paid for it and um we would often have very deep conversations with a six pack of beer um, <laughs> at the end of the night uh, we were roommates and um we were just discussing that 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 thing inside of everybody that just makes you pursue your passions in your own way, you know, like whether you just want it as a release when you get home from work or if it's something you can't not be doing all day, you know? And, uh, we called that internal motion that lives inside everybody. The fourth law of motion of, gotcha. you know, at- in addition to Isaac Newton's three laws. So gotcha. And
1: yeah. this is um, a video production company.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just me right now. I'm a one-man band. Yeah, I uh, I, I'll hire out some editors or, um, you know, if you need to hire a gaffer or anything like that, I'll do that too. But um, I do promo videos for businesses and I shoot some videos for the Westfield Chamber of Commerce. Awesome. Um, I'm um, helping out with the new Barbara uh, Batman fan film. Oh, yeah. Uh, with yeah. Uh, Brian uh, Boyles. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah, you're very talented. Um,
0: yeah super awesome dude him and i just met right right when they finished the script and um um he he brought me on to i'm going to be a camera op for some of the scenes that uh, when brandon benz is acting right he's gonna be the dp but i'll be filming when he's acting and i'll be doing some stunts and if they raise enough money with the uh gofundme uh, or wait indiegogo indiegogo yeah okay um i might get to make an appearance as a character oh so, yeah. nice yes nice. So, um, i'm crossing my fingers that uh <laughs> they they do they do get that budget
1: <laughs> and following the podcast make sure you drop the link for that indiegogo so we can include it as well
0: yeah absolutely absolutely it's going to be they have a super talented cast on this one there's a lot of characters in it um and their I, first
1: one was super successful Right. Yeah. Their first short film was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It, 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 was it 2019 or 2020? I can't remember.
0: I think
2: it was 2019. I
1: yeah, I think they had finished in 2019 before. Yeah. And that one was excellent. So I know that yeah. just pulling off the momentum, we should be looking at a successful Indiegogo
2: campaign, right?
0: So Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm hoping so. And it's kind of the Indiegogo or just crowdfunding campaign is so like, it's such a roller coaster because you see so much right away. yeah Yeah. and it plateaus pretty quick and then all of a sudden it's like the last week there's just another huge jump
1: yeah that's part of learning the whole crowdfunding um just it's always campaigns are always like that every single one of them yeah (laughs) they all all peel out differently too every every campaign i've I've had but three in history one of those have been successful uh, you know it was just like it raised enough where we were able to do the
0: project that's yeah, for sure right. well, um, that's awesome man that is awesome that's a win <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: well and it, it's also fitting that you were in uh, power Rangers zenith because this week we are talking about kids shows with Ooh. a deeper meaning And as we usually do, we start out with a review over a recent movie, over a recent movie that this time our guest has seen and the hosts have not. This is going to be awesome. I've seen enough. (laughs) I I did see. Now, (laughs) we did see a 10-minute preview um, of the first 10 minutes of the film. That's what we were able to see. Uh, But it's going to be over Tom and Jerry 2021. And seeing as how you are the more informed party here. (laughs) Derek, I'd yeah. love it if you kick us off with your get to the point review on Tom and
0: Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Tom and Jerry, 2021. Um, just just watch the trailer. Just watch, <laughs> just watch, and the and then watch the old cartoons, and then it'll that that can be your movie. Yeah. There you go. All right. right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not too far off from my get to the point review. <laughs> <laughs> Even with just the 10 minutes I still said why why yeah. when when the shorts are so wonderfully put together to yeah. throw a human element in there just to tie a bunch of little shorts together essentially is what we did um and I I kept scratching my head because that's the girl from kick-ass mm-hmm. who yeah. said didn't want to do a third one because they she didn't like the way number two was filmed Yes, yeah, she went and did this movie so what is it do you want the money or don't you are we picky about projects aren't we no one likes fence sitter right kind of right.
2: thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Josh uh,
2: yes my get to the point of view on the Tom and Jerry 10 minutes that I watched uh, was Chloe Grace Moretz must have needed a paycheck um, I now have nightmares about those hip hop pigeons in the beginning
0: <laughs> So those pigeons yeah <laughs> It's like, you know how like some of the best movies, no matter how complicated the plot, like if you don't treat your audience like they're stupid, yeah, good. But if you treat them like they are, that's what the pigeons were for. Yeah, the production was like, well, we're kind of blowing this. Let's make sure they're up to speed. I thought it was, I thought it was really strange. They decided to
2: make all of the animals in the Tom and Jerry style. Well, right but the other ones can still talk the tom and jerry couldn't
1: yeah and we we discussed this briefly before the show that well, what's the um who framed roger rabbit mm-hmm. okay for some reason cartoons mixed in with live action in older movies just look so much better but as soon as you put them into high def yeah uh, like you know it, it's it's very interesting what high def does to your um, threshold for the, holding on to the illusion
2: that being that being said, I do think if they had just taken like like um, animation from older Tom and Jerry shorts and just imposed those over the film, that still would have looked better. That's what I'm saying. I, th- I think yeah. I think I think some of it is the like computer two dimension I, I don't want like is it two dimensional? Is it three dimensional? I don't know. Right? Right. It looks like yes. cardboard cutouts put in front of people.
0: it's like they gave it that that same two D. I appreciated how they kept them like true to the cartoons. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't try to like modernize them or like do yeah. Any of that. But they put like a a slight 3D effect on them. Yeah, it was and weird. Yeah, and then they were just like more HD than the actual people. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like some decent separation there, you know? Wasn't didn't didn't blend that well. Not at
1: all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and again, in just the ten minutes I saw, I <laughs> I had to stop a few times and say, "Don't you pay background extras not to say lines?" Because the just in that park scene, I, I, was, I was like, I couldn't tell if it was the delivery of the line or the writing of the line itself. Where like the girls, like, I, I'm more impressed by the. I don't know what I. I, I thought I'd seen it all, and now I can see this see this dancing mouse. I'm like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not a real thought. Not yeah. a real thought. It's not, <laughs> and and it's like, and it was—it's a kids show, you know. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be a kids movie, and the whole thing, like Chloe Grace uh, Moretz, like she kind of steals this lady's identity at the beginning. Oh, not yeah. really steals her identity, but steals her resume, yeah, job. And it's kind of like the ba- the the bad guy in it, sort of, or just there's never really like a turnaround from that. Almost. Mm. To, to bring in like a nice nice sunny kids message you know right
1: yeah well, <laughs> you you want to have something to like about the main character for them to have redeeming qualities in yeah. The end. So yeah yeah they never give us anything to like about it other than I recognize her from other movies
2: right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, you know like I said it, it might it maybe got better but I felt like a lot of the live actor performances were just really flat like sure. they didn't bring their a game
1: yeah are oh, they not using tennis balls on set? I wonder. Is, is that the issue?
0: Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. That'd be interesting to look to see what how they did the behind the scenes, right? That tennis ball because it looked to like it looked like them. they had no idea where the the Tom and Jerry characters were supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tom and Jerry weren't even in it that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I would have rather just watched a, a mashup of all the old cartoons or just remastered new ones. you know. Why don't we all? Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Which. Uh, uh, coincidentally enough the review that we are reviewing mm-hmm. um, by matt fowler with ign basically says the exact same thing right i can agree with his every point uh and i only watched 10 minute preview
2: yeah so i and even in that really 10 deep minutes deep. they weren't even in half of that i don't think no no uh, yeah no they weren't they weren't it was it's it like was three minutes those f- pigeons it was, oh, yes, it was. It was. we're supposed to censor ourselves on the subject <laughs> those darn pigeons
1: (laughs) (laughs) pesky pigeons Um, yeah and did you have anything different to say about the review
2: i do have a um i don't know if it's different uh yes so my get to the point review and not fowler's review is um my man did some real mental gymnastics to try to you know, hype this, give this movie a positive review, and still ended up pointing out some of its many flaws. <laughs> he did try, though. He, he tried, did try. He tried to make it. His he earned that paycheck. Right. Play <laughs> that.
1: Well, in seeing as how our recent movie let most of us down, God. it. We can bring the level up. us bring, we'll bring, bring it back up. Just bring positivity
2: back up, guys. Get right
1: to kids' shows with a deeper meaning, which should be built from a list. Uh we chat we should each have five lists. Uh I mean five lists, five whole lists, five choices. Kids shows with a deeper it was meaning like five
0: lists. Hopefully. <laughs> it was yeah. Oh,
1: yeah oh, five lists? <laughs> Are you serious? Um, I'm so, woefully underprepared. <laughs> yeah, woefully. Hopefully. But hopefully this should bring us up because I know that everything on my list is basically a favorite show from yeah. my childhood yeah that and, and it's interesting though too when i take a look at this they're they are all older shit. I, I, and i don't know if it's maybe i'm just not watching enough no. kids shows nowadays no. but they, are they afraid to touch on these deeper meaning no they're hard-hitting right? topics
0: they're good. afraid to be
1: controversial right um and yeah and why don't we why don't we start by asking derek you want to start us off with that number one and give us an example
0: yeah so I was going to go with one of the older ones, but you had already done that, and you said you weren't sure about the newer ones, newer cartoons. Yeah. I want to say Adventure Time. Okay. okay. Have you guys ever watched Adventure Time?
1: Yes, I am. I'm familiar with Adventure Time.
0: Love Adventure Time. Um, but there was, I mean, I, I wrote down on my phone a bunch of quotes from that show. Um, but uh, there there was an episode called The Enchiridion, it's it's hilarious Um, because he has to go through these trials to get this Enchiridion book to, like, you know, be a hero sort of thing, you know, and he has to fight these, go through these trials and uh, fighting these bad guys. And at the the very last one, the very last trial is this ant. And the guy's like, uh, there's, like, this um, guardian spirit thing of the Enchiridion, and he's like, you must slay this ant. And uh, Finn's like, is it evil? And he's like, well... No, <laughs> not really good either. I guess more of a neutral ant, <laughs> and uh, Finn's like, "Then no," and <laughs> <laughs> he has like a good spirit and a good heart about him. But he wants yeah. to be a good hero, and um, right. That's fine. That, that was a pretty silly example, but there's a What's lot. What's great there. though,
1: the contrast yeah. there. You know, yeah, it,
0: yeah.
1: It's and kind it's of like uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, but with yeah. a more comical take to it, <laughs> rather right. than. No, I'm serious.
0: Yeah. Oh, gee, the comedy in uh Adventure Time is amazing. It really is. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see. There's like basic ones that I found from from Adventure Time, like "Homies Help Homies Always," you know, <laughs> like or something like that. To um, sucking at something is the first step towards being sort of good at something. Yeah, yeah
2: absolutely. It's a good yeah, message. Yeah,
1: absolutely good. Yeah, and these are positive reaffirming you know it's like (laughs) i won't kill an ant unless it's an evil ant
0: (laughs) (laughs) then
1: you have to think about the philosophical it's like what what would constitute an evil ant (laughs) and by the time you think about it it's probably done so
0: right (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah adventure time was it was an awesome show that just was like really promotes like positivity and like coming on top coming out on top of stuff you know just like like I was gonna go with Power Rangers too, you know, yeah. fighting through yeah. no matter how down you get, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, that that was one that definitely was like, keep going, keep mm. going, don't give up. That was like, yeah. I, I I just recently started rewatching Power Rangers from the beginning Woo. with my boys, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and oh, man, I I just I I had forgotten that right from the go, they're like, we need like bad teenagers <laughs> that's what we need we need we're going to reform these kids mm-hmm. we need bad teenagers and then it, i forgot how campy it was that how they tried to establish that they were bad teenagers oh, i was yeah. like these are still goodie two-shoes <laughs> very,
2: <90s. laughs> so, very,
1: very very 90s. very nice 90s
0: Hollywood idea of what yeah. bad teenager was.
1: yeah they played it safe there a few <laughs>
0: times teenagers with attitude
1: yeah, with, <laughs> the teenagers with attitude. Right. Is exactly what they said. That's the direct quote. Wow, should have played Zordon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rangers. Anyway,
1: Josh, what a
0: uh,
2: okay. I'm just gonna go down. I don't really have a specific order, but my first get to the point review is uh season two of Digimon uh, with the second cast, so series two, I <sighs> suppose. Okay. Um, grieving Ken. Deals with the loss of his brother by imprisoning slash enslaving the sentient creatures known as Digimon. In The Crest of Kindness, the Digidestin are forced to run an intervention to help Ken understand the ramifications of creating a Frankenstein type Digimon. Oh, it's pretty okay. adult oriented. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. So they they basically stuck it to like cloning and genetic engineering and Digimon.
2: Yeah, literally. He took, he took, he took <laughs> like pieces, he like, Replicated pieces of all of like the first series kids, Digimon, and like kind of pasted them together, like some weird Photoshop. Thing. And it didn't
1: just turn out to be Mewtwo?
2: No, he just called a Chimera, <laughs> oh, Chimera Mon. Oh, okay. oh okay. Yeah. a Chimera Mon. Oh yeah. Should've called a Frankenmon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, wow. yeah, and so Digimon. I, yeah, I was a Pokemon kid. I didn't actually
2: ever watch Digimon, so yeah. that's that's. Cool. I literally am watching that with my son right now, and I watched that like two days ago. So. There we go. <laughs> there Love we
0: go. Digimon.
2: Okay,
1: well, let's see. I I didn't end up with any animated ones on my <laughs> okay. list. Uh, let's see, closest thing to animation. Uh, <laughs> that <the> closest thing? <laughs> closest <laughs> thing to animation. I'm gonna go with Fresh Prince. Okay. okay. Uh, which Of course, started in 1990. You have
2: animation in the opening credits,
1: they, they do, they do <laughs> <laughs> the, the graffiti. Um, yeah, Fresh Prince 1990 ran for six seasons. And to summarize why this made the list, we basically say that daddy issues and a fish out of water story has themes in the show that, uh, one are that are basically still relevant to this mm-hmm. day, yeah. Um, what plagued uh the african uh, not just the african-american community but socioeconomic status right. regardless right um back in the 90s still carries through into today um so i mean and growing up without a father naturally i you know was right on that show as i mm-hmm. love that show to death uh so that that was a really easy pick for me. right there. right and Derek brings us right back around to you I want to bring us off with your number two
0: yes um I am going to go with um, we already kind of mentioned The Last Airbender.
1: If you um, got it. So I, I got it too, so go ahead. Do yeah, it. We'll, we'll, do s- it. We'll, we'll just do them both.
0: Okay, yeah, just like a, I mean, gosh, a journey of finding yourself as a child learning through extreme life situations, not just normal ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, With the most beautiful sprinklings of uncle Iroh. Oh my gosh. Uncle Iroh is a yeah. man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, that show you're just watching it's such an easy, smooth watch. And then you just get hit with like this message and you're just like, Oh my mm-hmm. God. gosh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Definitely a kid's show where with the responsibility of an adult.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And if you, if anyone can watch the episode of uncle Iroh, Sitting under the tree, singing the song to his son, and doesn't cry. I don't want to be friends with you. You're a monster. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know if you're familiar with. Uh, I don't know how many episodes you may or may not have listened to. We have a notorious crier here. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, um, I even cried on uncle Iroh. okay oh, That's
1: something. Uh, that's oh, something you're oh, supposed goodness. to.
2: That's
1: something you're
2: oh, supposed right. to cry at. Okay. Cool. Okay. You cry so, at
1: weird, like, weird things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway, <laughs> but you know that's a that's a great one, especially last Airbender.
2: So uh, sticking on last Airbender, you kind of uh, explained um, a little bit more like the overall show. Uh, so my get to the point review was more specifically like season two, like the whole area bossing say, yeah. kind of you know the whole like denial and oppression that, that was going on with the government. Yeah. I thought that was um, oh
1: yeah. <sighs>
2: Right. I, I don't want to say relevant today, but no, well, it's I mean, pretty close.
1: It is. <laughs> it is. I mean, well, the thing is, is that the, also the message, like the overall message of what's going on in Boston. Like State, there is no war in
2: Boston, so yeah.
1: Yeah. It, the, it's it's a great opportunity to bring up with your children how it applies to what governments really do as mm-hmm. far as propaganda and just yes. you know everything yeah. else that they do. Mm-hmm. It's like your information is filtered. History is run what is is written by the victors mm-hmm. keep that in mind as we move forward yeah right. it's, it's right. a great opportunity to definitely bring that up and expand on it so that they get the deeper meaning mm-hmm. as they're watching the show too That's awesome. Yeah. That's oh, it's awesome oh is it me it is you oh gosh
0: <laughs> all
1: right well let's see we're gonna go with uh boy meets world
2: 1993. In yeah,
1: which of course went for seven seasons, and we're talking about an iconic show for '90s kids that provided everything from bromance to makeout techniques.
2: Before bromance was a thing.
1: Before bromance was a thing. <laughs> interracial couples and even some education.
2: Yeah you
1: know mr feeney
2: well, and, and like what i liked about the interracial couple thing you mentioned specifically is, yeah. you said that it took me a second to be like who Shunny. because well no i know that <laughs> I, I, I get i got that but we the, point, I, that the point i'm making is the show didn't like spotlight the fact yeah that they're no. an interracial oh. couple like they yeah. had a couple episodes where they mentioned
1: they signified you know, something that would have been controversial right it's which is interesting they just kind of whoop, snuck it in there
2: Right, we, but we but, the but they so what I'm they normalized it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I liked about it. Like right. it wasn't like, oh, look at this, Sean's crazy for going out right. with you know. Right, yeah, it, it, yeah, and it
1: wasn't um, like it, it basically wasn't discussed as a yeah. controversial topic. But at the
2: time, it was. Yeah, it <laughs> sure was
1: 1993.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Oh no, and uh, it, it definitely. But I'm just saying, I appreciate that. They him. they made it like it was normal, so well, and they didn't cool.
1: play it. You, you can tell they didn't play it up in the show to be controversial. Right, it was a natural character decision. Yes, like mm-hmm. Sean's been through yeah. a lot, and he's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And if they showed Boy Meeting World and more than more and more so in Sean than they did in Corey, Sean I knows, think so too. Yeah, so Corey doesn't
0: changes. really grow. Like there were some heavy episodes with Sean. Or kind of gets worse
2: over the
0: course of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah no, we well, he, well, because he
1: never grows up. <laughs>
2: well, like, <laughs> they they kind of like make him like a caricature. I mean, it's, it's,
1: so, wait, that we, is a whole different we, podcast episode. A whole episode. different podcast <laughs> where we talk about characters. Talking about how shows
2: go so long that their characters become like shells of their original selves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking, <laughs> <at> you, <Scrubs. laughs> I'm looking at you, Scrubs. I'm looking at you, Scrubs. Yeah. But I do love season one through three scripts.
1: Yeah. So, anyone else have Boy Meets World
2: on their list? I do, actually. Oh. Do you? I did, not. I did, did that. Okay. We'll, go ahead. we'll come right back to you, Derek. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So when I get to the point of view on Boy Meets World, also as more of a specific thing, and also had to do with Sean. Um, in a show where half of its comedy is characters saying other characters' names, uh, we get a well-done episode where Sean's father dies of a heart attack. Uh, Sean's grief is displayed really believably as he immediately becomes self-destructive, as you would think somebody at that age group would be, especially with the life that he has led up to that point, you know, and like he had just made amends with his dad, basically, and, you know, and yeah, oh God, that, that made me cry.
1: Yeah, that that was Every before time. he went to go live with Mr. Turner, wasn't it?
2: No, that was after. Was he after he, he lived with Turner first, and then Turner got in the accident. I guess he got better, but they wrote him, off the, show. They him <laughs> off the
1: show. Yeah, which was really odd. but, yeah. you know, but yeah. ninety, I think part of that nineties Hollywood drama had that happening a lot. Yeah, where people discovered shows like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, all right. So Derek, then you are number three,
0: right? Yeah. Um, hey Arnold. Oh, oh, I forgot about Harold. All all right. like a. Um, a young kid, um, uh, living with his grandparents in the inner city, you know, just, just trying to figure out life and, um, you know, and, and I just, I like how they really showed the relationships with him and his friends in the, in the city, like where they would go play baseball, you know, right, right. a lot in between, you know, that, those buildings and, um, how they wanted to see the stars. They had to like put all these flyers to try to get people to turn off their lights so they could see that comet um and uh the other episode that it sticks out to me the most out of all of them is the karate one where hey where arnold um like gets all cocky and confident from his karate skills and he's like strutting down the street and um being overly cocky and this uh, he turns a corner or some guy tries to come talk to him or ask him a question and he like does these karate moves and like slices his belt and his pants fall down and the guy was like he was a big guy and he's like, I just wanted to ask for direction. And he starts crying and walks away. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, it it's like the lesson from Uncle Ben with great power comes great responsibility. And mm-hmm. um he learned like a hard lesson that day, you know, about humility and right, yeah, yeah. And just all there were a ton of lessons in that show, you know. I kinda got been kind of going more broad with mine. No, no, I, but that's, that's totally
1: fine. Which is great. Man. That's yeah. I feel like that's definitely how my, you know, for my, at the very first, my my first three are very broad, and mm-hmm. it's my last two that I get more specific, just because they're super faves. I just
2: I just got into a mode of wanting to be specific. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, I love it. So
1: yeah, yeah. that's great. now we've got we have an excellent variety here with the conversation. This is awesome. Yeah. Um All right, so yeah, and hey Arnold, you know, like because I that was one. It's so interesting to me that I didn't really think of nickelodeon shows
2: like, yeah like harold and doug yes, and- I mean,
1: because well i mean okay doug see D- doug i'm rewatching with my kids yeah and the deeper meaning again that one was so broad i mean the whole thing is about him being a dreamer right true <laughs> so like so are so much for me that didn't strike as deeper meaning as broader meaning mm-hmm. you know like it's like oh, that one's obtuse like we can see that one. right it's like, right you know but like like for instance you know um some of my later ones when we get into those. Uh yeah, but I love hey Arnold. That was excellent. I, I that was one that I watched religiously. I watched, I've seen all the episodes of them, so it's game, so Yeah, awesome. awesome. Um and so for my next one, uh more city life, really. Going fraser 1993 oh, That's oh, my it. second nineteen
0: ninety-three <laughs> show. He is trying which to went for yeah, I saw your head shake on that,
2: Josh. Yeah, he I <laughs> I mean, no, it's not that like it's bad, but I just I think it's funny. I feel like he's personally trying to include Frazier in every single episode, which this is not so, true. It's, it's only fine. Second, this is
1: the only second time I brought it up. It's the only second time I brought it up. This is the thing. Okay. Now I want to clarify kids shows because people don't realize Frazier is PG. It is oh. rated PG and not PG 13, because although that there are sexual references because he's a, a older, you know, adult male, um, on prowl, despite that, what we've got is, um, an opportunity to introduce your kids to high society puns dad jokes that sort of thing yeah. um and like honestly so much i've been mean, watching with my kids the the stuff like oh these are these are my um these are my daddy clothes i need to go get my come to daddy clothes that goes completely over their head they have no idea what he's talking about you know what I mean? It's 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 the way '90s R and B music where they use code. Yeah. yeah. So you know okay. the euphemisms. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll watch them. Up. They'll watch. They'll rewatch the show in 15 years and go, yes. "I can't believe I watched this with my parents," but I'm so glad I did. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like because like, my kids request to watch Frasier from time to time now. They would. They my mine, mine would. Your project, mine, would. Mine, mine
0: project would. My <laughs>
1: would. Anyone else have Fraser?
0: No. Not, 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 as, as, a not. not as a kid's show? Not as <laughs> a kid's show. Well, it's a mess of those episodes, though. That's one of my parents' go-tos. There you yeah. go. Uh, growing up, we'd always just sit and watch the sitcom. I mean, if we're
2: talking about stuff that was on TV when we were kids Yeah, our parents sure.
0: watched, I mean, I could be doing, like, Law
2: and Order and ER. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not kids' shows, so. though. <laughs> not kids' <laughs>
0: shows. <laughs> not kids' <laughs> shows.
1: Um, all right. Uh, Derek, about your number four, sir.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Rugrats. Uh um, neglected sure. to think about. <laughs> the classic just team up of kids. Um, you have your leader, you have your fearful kid that, you know, his fear sometimes ends up being the, the healthy amount of fear that they needed mm-hmm. through things. You have the Daredevil twins, um, the evil cousin. <laughs> um, and uh it's just like adventures, you know. I love adventures. Like going back to Adventure Time, it's a show about being open minded, just going on an adventure mm-hmm. and experiencing what happens. And that's like what the Rugrats did. You know, they'd have a goal for something and to get something or, or go somewhere, and they would make an adventure out of it. Right. And um, right. You know, this imagination, creativity, mm-hmm. and I love that. And then I also want to bring up. You guys have probably heard of that interesting uh, conspiracy theory about Angelica. Like, there. It's pretty dark.
1: All, so, all, all the kids are made up in her head,
0: right? Oh. You guys like schizophrenia and all the yeah. kids. Are like, I, I remember when I read that, I was just like, oh my gosh. Right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> It was
1: one of the reasons why SpongeBob almost made my list because of the conspiracy theories about SpongeBob, which one of them is just, it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's more of just story background on the show. Oh. But since we didn't make the list, I'm going to share. So for those who don't know, SpongeBob, um, which is the Bikini Atoll, which is... What we actually used, the U.S. actually used for military weapons grade testing back in the 40s and 50s, and we lit off a couple of nuclear bombs there, which is why Bikini Bottoms is the town that all of these mutated, deformed, and hyper-radiated beings are living in a town underwater. And so, whereas Spongebob, as a show that I never appreciated, ever, still don't to this day just because of, it feels vapid to me, and just, like, stupid humor, which I can appreciate. I just didn't like it at the time. It wasn't geared towards me when it came out.
2: That's, yeah, that's, that's I, what it comes I think down was to. The H, I was past the age. I was
1: past the age group for sure. When it came out. But learning about, basically, why it's a show was yeah. really great. I was yeah. like,
0: that's... Oh, that's, that's the actual, like, backstory. Why they the actual backstory no way i thought that was just like whoa it
1: was yeah. confirmed it was confirmed by the creators the person who put out the video put it on twitter the creators was like that's exactly right that's what I, that's why i wrote the show interesting yeah that's awesome yeah so it, it basically works as a um basically a protest to nuclear testing so again, why was Alec like
2: Baldwin in the movie
1: why wouldn't Alec Baldwin be in the movie? He's a nuclear warhead Baldwin. waiting to go off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not Alec Baldwin. He's the greatest actor in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Is it my
2: turn? I don't know. I think it, is your, my turn. Turn. it okay. is your turn. It is your turn. I've gone on to Number four. Side. So my number four is 1993 television show, Sonic the Hedgehog. Not The Adventures <laughs> of Sonic. With the robot chicken and the, like the, the drill guy, but Sonic the Hedgehog about the dystopian future with the uh, group of freedom fighters led by Sonic to go against um, the tyrant Doctor Robotnik, right? I don't You know what I'm talking me. about? Yeah, I remember that one. Yes, yep. it was a two season. It it's so it's so amazing. I think it's, okay, I at least the first season. The second season, like the network made them tone down a lot of the adult stuff. And so, like they brought in some weird, like cutesy dragon, and it was just weird. But, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, but literally, like the entire world is like falling apart because of Robotnik um, enslaving all of these animals and forcing them into, you know, s- you know, basically slave labor by turning them into cyborgs or robots, right? And even have one of the Freedom Fighters is like half transformed through the show because she got saved in the middle of the process. I'm remembering the art style for that. Yeah. I'm remembering that character uh, being drawn. When I was yeah. a kid, that was the...
1: <laughs> that was the stuff. That was the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be editing this, I promise.
2: When I was a kid, I cussed <laughs> probably more than I do now, though. So. <laughs> I also watched south park like in second grade so does that count as a kid's
1: man, you know what i I, uh, I was watching a lot of things <laughs> that shouldn't have been when i was a little little kid thanks mom yeah uh, boys <laughs> Hood at, like six years old mm-hmm. you know the players club whatever i mean, pretty much I like every horror movie on. i've ever
2: seen was between the ages and of like seven the, and ten all the horror movies <laughs> just all the horror movies
1: right um so my, for my, my number four uh man okay it's it's hard for me to decide you know what i'm never going for number four, I'm going to go even further back to Growing Pains, 1985, which of course went for seven seasons, and it dealt with things such as premarital sex, drinking and driving deaths, troubled teens, and this was all approached by a set of parents whose gender rules were very fluid, and the boundaries were were kind of muddled, which was at nineteen in 1985, which was way ahead of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... I think that that's really cool and not only that but growing up essentially without um parents because my mom was growing up when i was growing up yeah um you know i had to find my heritage through tvs so the sievers were wonderful tv parents for me and i loved them to death growing up Mm -hmm. so yeah anyone else familiar with growing
2: pains oh i watched growing pains all the time when i was like it wasn't something like it was like a phase it was like there were reruns of it and they would show like four at a time. Yeah. So there was like one summer where I just like watched through all the growing paints. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've seen like reruns every once in a while, but it wasn't like Saved by the Bell or something where it was on all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. I and day. I watched
2: it before school yeah. every morning or whatever. Yeah.
1: Right. That's how Power Rangers was. Yeah. For me, every day after school.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Okay. Nice. All right. Growing right. paints. Okay. And Derek, uh, number five.
0: Yes. I'm going to go with Static Shock. Oh okay.
1: god, I love that show!
0: Oh man, and nice. Anything I, that involves adventure or superpowers mm-hmm. or anything, I'm um, just like, uh, even if it's like not awesome, I'll still like have an affinity towards it. You know, right? Okay, but Static um, Shock was awesome. But Static Shock
2: is awesome, awesome just awesome. to be sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Just to clarify. <laughs> to clarify, that was an awesome one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It. Um. um I mean, it, it tackled things like you know the single parent, single fathers, mm-hmm. um, gangs, doing the right thing, um, like w- while having the the power and ability to do the wrong thing or mm-hmm. just self sa- uh, satisfying things. Um, uh, Jack guest starring. You what? Jack guest starring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Most importantly,
1: (laughs) thanks for plugging that Shaq tag that we can tag Shaq in this this podcast. Wonderful.
0: And uh, I mean, they tackled race. um, When uh, uh, Virgil and uh, Richie, you know, uh, Richie's dad, there was that that episode where they tackled that and um, Richie's dad didn't want Richie to be friends with Virgil and they're just like, just didn't know how to, he kind of like that classic right. racist dad, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. Classic racist dad.
2: Classic,
0: yeah. classic <laughs>
2: racist
0: yeah. dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, like, Virgil's dad's, or was it Virgil's, Was he a police officer? Or the teacher? I think talking about racist dads is upsetting your dogs. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, Bob. It's okay. We're, we're done talking about that much. <laughs> um but uh and i mean just the, the animation and the 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 colors and yeah um and how how that just fit the story so well with the lessons that they did teach um and uh, my dad i'm pretty sure Virgil's dad, i can't believe i can't remember this right now i think he was uh, yeah my, my dad was a police officer and um we he was a chief of police in Medford, Oklahoma, and I was in kindergarten there. And, um, we had to move because my brother and I, who was two years old and me were getting picked on by high schoolers. We would walk to daycare after school. Um, and, uh, cause he had like pulled him over or caught, you know, drinking and driving and just partying and stuff like that. And, um, so get, getting harassed because of what your father did, you know, and then they had some stuff like that. And, um, just a lot of relatable things in these shows, you know. So um, yep. that had a lot of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I dealt with um, bullies a lot in my neighborhood when I was young too. So any show that had something to do with bullying and you know sticking it to the bullies, those were always like my favorite. Uh, you know the way that um, if you're a singer, the way that fame makes you feel. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those things overcoming the bullies. That's awesome. I was bullied once. 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 Yeah. I <laughs> knew I knew it was coming. <laughs> One time.
2: Again. Never again. Um anyway. So yeah. my my fi- my Yeah. My final get to the point of review is saved by the bell. Oh
0: nice.
2: When you wake up in the morning and yeah, anyway. Um <laughs> in this kid's comedy about privileged white kids skating through school, we have an episode where the brainiac Jesse can't take the pressure of perfection and turns to like energy pills. To give her uh, an edge, she then becomes addicted and freaks out before collapsing into Zach's arms and crying for help. Um, I thought that was a pretty strong message uh, about some of the pressures of of being like the honor roll student. I don't like that. Like the next episode, it was just gone. But that's right. that's ninety yeah. sitcoms for you. Yeah, but you
1: know. yeah. Interestingly enough, they did a similar thing in *Lizzie McGuire*. Well, of course, well, but with diet pills. Yeah. Yep, I feel it's about
2: image, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I think anyone who watched Save by the Bell still remembers, and I don't remember much from the show, but I do remember her on the like, I'm a maniac, I'm in, man. and you're, like, they're shutting down, it's like, oh my gosh, that was a pretty powerful scene. Yeah,
1: she, it, you know, I, I think I've seen the scene since like originally aired, and yeah. when I remember watching it, I was like re watching it, I was surprised at the because. Any other sitcom, it wouldn't have been done very well, right? You know yeah. what I mean? It would have been yeah. like it would have looked ridiculous. But yeah. this felt like you know she was auditioning for Flashdance, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. basically. Right. So yeah, I I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, Saved by the Bell, and you know that one. I, I don't. I don't know why. For me, that one, the um, the deeper meaning parts of it didn't occur to me for my list. I just think of it as a great, you know, or. A cheesy fun show from the '90s that I right, enjoy. Right. It basically yeah. became a guilty pleasure when I try to rewatch most of it.
2: Yeah. Oh. yeah, I kind of agree. Like it, like if you watch back with it now, it's like so cringy. Some yeah. 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 It's, it's Which is some why I was kind weird. of excited when they made the spinoff. That's on like Peacock, Peacock. TV or something yeah. that I don't have, so you know, I know yeah. I can't watch it. What? But we did a what it is video on it
1: what's we'll, 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 we'll up we'll watch it
2: yeah
1: we'll have to get a group peacock account yeah <laughs> sure. anyone anyone have peacock yeah. okay.
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: um, all right and well so number five on my list we'll wrap it up with smart guy
2: 1997 oh, oh yeah. yeah that was my jam i love smart that
1: guy. is still my jam yeah me and, my, me and the kids have rewatched watched it probably twice already in the past two months smart guy ran for three seasons and it made nerdy cool a whole decade before Big Bang Theory did. The writing cast chemistry and single parent issues tackled in this show make for major rewatchability and still hold Mm At every bit, the same weight today as that did back. Right,
2: yeah. Like it wasn't like one of those. Oh, it was a product of its time. No, it wasn't. It was like a I lot of '90s, like Saved by the Bell.
1: Much <laughs> like Fresh Prince, so yeah, many of the, this- the issues that they tackled then. And so, just to give an example, all right, uh, and smart guy. Specifically, uh, season two was pretty heavy hitting. So, in episode nineteen of season two, we had "Strangers on the Net," which dealt with pedophilia.
2: Right, I remember that.
1: They were they had they were lured into a basement to test video games by a guy who's taking videos and pictures of mm-hmm. them when they're undressing. Don't do that. Um, don't- we also had in episode fourteen of mm-hmm. season two was "Stop the Presses," where he essentially shares pictures of his. Um, older sister, sister
2: Yvette, yeah,
1: yeah. To with the newspaper, um, which like, Yvette Henderson is like the i, I it just for me. I'm not a huge feminist, okay, so I don't know really. But rewatching the show, like, was like uh, model feminism. Oh, I you yeah. Know what I mean, as far as super strong-willed mm-hmm. female takes charge of who she is, mm-hmm. um, incredibly independent, intelligent independent, and independent. Yeah. She didn't have any qualms about having real tough arguments with her father about her future. Right. Like it was, she also, amazing.
2: she also wasn't almost solely interested in finding a boyfriend.
1: She's almost never. Yeah. Interested. She almost
2: never has any
1: time. Right. Anytime that's a plot point, it's because they're trying to teach us something about character. Yeah. Like, because they want, it's like, uh, don't judge a book by its cover right. or sometimes, you know, don't pursue fruitless relationships kind yeah. of thing, you know, like really simple stuff. Yeah. And then when we talk again about chemistry with the cast, yes. Holy crap. Um, Marcus Weaver, and omar gooding oh
0: yes oh my god i love the marketing jr I, 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 yes, they are
1: <laughs> i laugh every time the jokes never go yeah they don't mm-hmm. they, they just don't. they don't wear on you and i've seen them i mean we're talking about you know not binge watching but watching every available rerun on TV all through my high school years middle school and high school right, years. Yeah, I watch,
2: yeah I watch smart guy all the time right as well as
1: rewatching it with my kids probably two or three times in the, the three seasons that it has and still laughing every single time the
0: jokes roll like, right that is pretty good cool. and yeah. I, I can't I have my son is one and a half right now and I'm just <laughs> like I these shows and there's some anime that i that I like as well that are like just really kid, kid friendly that teach such amazing lessons. And I'm just waiting. I've tried putting him on for him now to see if it catches his attention yet. Not yet, but no, now they're going to be binging some shows. <laughs>
1: is, is your, is your son in the uh, blippy stage at one and a half? What, what's, what's the addictions
0: right now? Um, cars, just cars, uh, cars, anything and everything. Um, yeah. That's on loop. Yeah. Um, he loves Coco Melon, Trash Truck. Which, if you've never seen Trash Truck, that's an adorable show.
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. Vertical. Yeah. And it's it's interesting the animation style, too.
0: Yeah it's, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Like you would think that that type of animation, Josh. <laughs> trash Truck is essentially about a little boy named Hank. Yeah. Whose best friends are a trash truck a bear, a raccoon, and a mouse. Cool. And um, the trash, the way they do the animation for the truck is, like, so adorable. And their relationship and the adventures they go on and everything, like, I love the show. Maybe know? this makes me, like, a bad parent, but I never
2: let my kid... Like, the only, like, modern television shows, the cartoons he watched with us was, like, uh, Paw Patrol. Yep. Because um, I like that they actually worked together to resolve things like that actually was like something that you had to it wasn't like them staring at the screen and being like what's this blue thing um which is i feel is most children's television today and um for a while he watched something that was about a, a group of monster trucks
1: um Okay, yeah, I know what you're about. That one's that one's like a CGI animation,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, kinda
1: uh, like yeah. I was I'm really impressed by the animation of that show too. Yeah, that was that
2: was actually pretty decent. Considering
1: Barbie puts out a new movie every month and it yeah. still looks like it was made in a two thousand eight <laughs> yeah. cutscene. Yeah, it
2: looks like a PlayStation <laughs> video game. Um yeah, so like yeah, like so I don't know if this makes me a bad parent or not. My <laughs> my kid only watches stuff that like Catherine and I watched when we were younger, pretty much. Oh nice. So which there's sure. nothing wrong with that. Although right now we are watching Avengers Assemble, which I did not watch initially. So that is something that's newer, 2012. So <laughs> and I think I think that being number five, that wraps up
1: our list. That wraps up the list. All right. And so with that, Derek, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Yeah. We can roll out the red carpet for you. Let our audiences
0: know where they
1: can find you, where they can find your work.
0: Yeah. Where we can follow you at. Mm-hmm. awesome thank you first thank you guys so much for having me on this was amazing um but you can find me on facebook and instagram under my name Derek Koonsman or under fourth law studios um that's where you'll see the content that comes out projects i work on as a an actor or a dp or cinematographer um i have a short film called firelight that <laughs> it's, it's been in the works for about 3 years but it's been a self-funded yeah. thing <laughs> and uh um so you know you, you know how it is when when you can't really pay someone they you know, it just takes a bit longer yeah uh, so um but that we're like 95% done with that we just need to get the sound uh, mastered sweet um and uh um currently writing a Red X fan film fan shorts mm-hmm. uh, was one of my favorite characters that was only ever in two episodes of anything DC you know mm. um and uh yeah uh, youtube fall studios so uh, i think I think that's about
1: that it. The, that the red x mask over here. Sure.
0: yeah yeah awesome. i got a a 3d printer and uh so oh. i've been 3d printing uh the helmet some armor pieces the whole suit and stuff so that that's what i'm going to be using for the 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 short awesome. Sweet.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I a lot in
0: the props department. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and if you are looking to start a podcast, Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. With Buzzsprout, you'll get a great-looking website, audio players you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics and tools, tools to promote, and more. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you Get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a pay plan and help support our show. So let's create something great together
2: with Press Breath. And if you did not know, Kelly and I shot a movie a few years back called The Here and Now. Formerly offered on Amazon Prime, it is now exclusively located on the 4th Wall Players Patreon page, as well as merchandise and behind-the-scenes content. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash Wall Players. That's patreon.com slash 4 players, All one word.
1: Everyone, thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you two weeks from now for our four twenty special. Four twenty special. I think we can go ahead and assume that one will not be kid friendly. So leave (laughs) those kids at home. (laughs) Get to the point.